Welcome to Courtside Moms. I'm your host, Wendy Sparks. Today, my guest is Alyssa Boston, mother of Brandon Boston Jr. of the LA Clippers. We talk about so much in this episode, so sit back and enjoy. Alyssa, thank you so much for coming on Courtside Moms. I feel so blessed um, for having you as my guest and have the opportunity to learn about your son, Brandon Jr. So let's start with how Brandon's basketball journey began. Like, how did he get involved in playing the sport? So, and and my husband tells this story all the time, so does Brandon. Um, The earliest memory that sticks in my um, mind is he was about three or four, and my husband would have him down in the basement at our home doing like these figure eights, dribbling this ball with gloves on between his legs. So I have my little three-year-old that's down there handling the ball, and at that point, early point you know I'm mom and I'm like what are you doing like you're he should be somewhere playing like he doesn't want to do this but you know he always just since an infant just loved basketball he would watch it on tv and you know his toys he had a little mini hoop like a lot of little boys do but just that early um early control just early spark that my husband seen and nurtured um really kind of set it off and a lot of people don't know BJ played football and basketball he actually was a really good quarterback um, for the Lawrenceville Black Knights in Georgia so he played football all the way up until um eighth grade year um as he just got tall and you know my husband was like okay like let's make a decision here like what do you love more and he loved football, but he did not like to be cold. Let me just say that. He didn't like the outside. Um, but he just was like, all right, dad, I want to focus like solely on basketball. Like he he loved both, but then he was like, yeah, let's just really focus on that and kind of take off. So it kind of, from there, um, the more concentrated, more seriousness of it and real focus um, was just basketball. But he's always had a love for the game since three. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) So was, is it clear to say that dad's vision for Brandon Jr. at that time could have possibly been some sort of pro, (laughs) like, you know what I mean? You really want him to be a pro athlete or pro status. I think, I mean, I'm going to give it to, I'm going to give it to hubby. I'm going to say yes. Um, But all of our kids were all, we were just real, um, it was real important for us to have our kids. We have four, three daughters and then um, Brandon's the only boy, but it was important for us to have our kids involved and active and just, you know, whatever sports. My husband's a sports guy. He played basketball Mm -hmm. in high school. His dad played basketball in high school and college. You know, my brothers, most of them are all tall. They play basketball. So we kind of came from a basketball kind of family. Um, so it was just in his jeans. He just he couldn't help it. <laughs> you said we're all tall. Does that include you? Yes. Yeah, so I'm 5'11". Okay. And my husband is 6'2". And um, I have all my bro- my mom's side, my brothers um, from my mom, they're all tall. So yeah, he gets his height a little bit from me. Mm-hmm. Oh, so mom is a baller too? Now, I played a little bit in high school, but it was nothing on the pro level. I just, you know how you're forced to kind of play because you're tall, like I was tall. So, um, but I, you know, I enjoyed it, but yeah, he didn't get the skills from mom. I'll give that to dad. Come on, Alyssa. I'm trying to give you some props here. I'm saying to myself, mama balls. All right, we're good. We're good. Okay, you're giving it back to dad. Just a little bit. Listen, take it, take it, take it all. All right. (laughs) Now the work ethic and the drive that he puts in, I'll take credit for that one. (laughs) Listen, amen. And we're actually going to get to that later. Amen. I'd love to hear that. So let's talk about AAU. I'm assuming Mm -hmm. with his talent, he was involved in AAU at one point. So let's talk about that. Um, AAU, especially in Georgia, um, was crazy. 
anybody that's an AAU, a baller mom, you know, a basketball mom, and you know that just traveling the hours and um, hotel to hotel and how the teams are and, you know, just the intensity of playing. Um, he played for a couple of really good teams. I could say some um, coaches that really made a, a difference when he played for the Celtics, Coach Dick, um, who has now passed away, um, kind of pushed him. He pushed him to um, a level of uncomfortableness that BJ wasn't used to. So when he um, pushed him to be better, you know, I think that really kind of lit, lit a spark that he was like, okay, I'm good. And, you know, I could really be great if I put the hard work and, and time and dedication. So um, that was fun plan for them. And then his last AAU um, team was um, AOT and he played with Sharif and, you know, just playing with them and that group and their chemistry. Um, that was a fun group to play for and, and BJ really enjoyed himself on there. Um, so he really took off on the AAU scene. Um, I think it was eighth, ninth grade, somewhere around there, but it was definitely a labor of love. <laughs> <laughs> so let's go to his high school years. Okay. He first went to Norcross in Georgia and then later went to Sierra Canyon in Los Angeles. Tell us about his high school days and what they meant to you. Um, high school, you know, that's when you, you know, things start to count and you start preparing for college at this point and what's your next move and, you know, what's going to happen. So um, early ninth grade, he was already, you know, getting looked at and recruited for some top programs and stuff. So just working through that, um, he had a great time at Norcross, great um, teams coming in ninth, 10th, and 11th. They won a couple of their region championships, made it to states back to back. They just couldn't clinch that yes. win, but they, they made it. Um, senior year was kind of a different focus. Um, we're trying to prepare him. He had already, you know, um, kind of decided that he was going to Kentucky and we were trying to just really put him in the best position to prepare for that big stage and that showcase and everything. Sierra Canyon kind of just fell in our laps. It, it was nothing like planned. We didn't know about the school. We didn't know who was going to be on the team. Like, it was nothing like that. It was, um, you know, he uh, had a family member, him and my husband came out, you know, he did a little gym run, which he always does, nothing new. And somebody seen him and like, you know, talking to my husband, like, oh, what you doing for senior year? And he was already considering where he wanted to do senior year versus like a IMG or a Mount Burr or something like that, just to prepare him. Um, so long story short, they kind of, Told him like, hey, you should check out this school, blah, blah, blah. Like it's a pretty good school and they're, you know, looking for a good player. So I don't know, my husband was meeting him and my son toward the campus and it was just out on a whim, nothing like in the stone. And so he calls me, I'm at work and he calls me on the phone. He's like, hey, honey, you know, we're out here looking at this school. It looks really nice you know, Cali looks nice. Like you want to move out here? He didn't think I was going to say yes. So we didn't risk everything else. We've always took risks. I was like, sure. So they're in the background, like her, his wife just said, sure. She said, yes. Yeah. And he was like, uh, okay. <laughs> so it's so funny. He tells the story now. And he told them like, in, in the room at that time, he was like, oh, my wife's not going for this. Like, she's not going to pick yep. up. And yeah, she's not about to pick up and move all the way on the West Coast. Like, yes. Just on a whim, just because we got a feeling this may be a good year and a good fit. So it, it happened. We did it. We packed up. Uh, my boss thought I was crazy. Like, my coworkers <laughs> was like, you're doing what? Like, I had, you know, that was our home. We just uprooted. Um just believing and supporting him and knowing, um, seeing his vision for what he wanted to achieve and where he wanted to be. We were like, hey, we're all in. We're either, you know, if we're going to do this, we're all going to do it together. We're all going to sacrifice and, you know, we're all in to help support you. So 
That's amazing. Then we made it to Cali. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love that your husband's like, she said yes again. Uh-huh. <laughs> she said yes. <laughs> right. Yeah. So tell us about Sierra Canyon. I mean, from LeBron, Drake to oh Michael B. Jordan. It's not your everyday high school basketball games. What was that like for Brandon? It was insane. So, like, just as a parent watching um, all their games televised and being on a stage they were, and they were playing more games than some of the NBA teams and more televised than some of the NBA teams, and they had a travel schedule that was more than the Lakers. Like, it was insane. (laughs) It was insanity. Um, but it was so fun. BJ, when he talks about it, he's like, that year, it was a movie. That's all he says. If you ask him, he was like, senior year was a movie. Like, it was unreal. It was fun. The energy. Um, some of the, us parents that still talk, we kind of say, they'll never get a season, a team like that. Like, that was a one-of-one. Like, it was just, you can't recreate it. But the atmosphere was so um, just fun and charged and the boys kind of just mesh well they just compliment each other there was no egos or no you know everybody was the parent like you know even with LeBron and D-Wade like all of the celebrities we were all parents like you know at the end of the day we were all cheering our kids and just enjoying the game so it was really fun um, as a mom I'm glad that his senior year excuse me, went like, you know, like it did. And he enjoyed it. And that's a memory that he'll, you know, have for a lifetime. Aren't you glad your husband made that phone call to you? Yes. (laughs) I'm glad he made the phone call and he's glad I said yes. (laughs) A win-win for everybody. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, that is amazing. And like I said, you know, it's, it's great when a family is all in and they're saying, listen, let's just do it. Unless that's exactly... And let's just see what happens. Yep, that's it. And people thought my husband was crazy. Like, y'all are doing wires going up. Like, he has it made in Georgia. Like, you know what I mean? He Everybody knew him in Georgia. So it wasn't like, you know, oh, we need to make a name for, you know, for you need to figure, you know, just build yep. you up. No, he was, he was well known in Georgia. So when we left, it definitely kind of shook the Georgia tree. And they were like, what do you mean you're leaving? So... You know, but it, it worked out. It worked out for the family. It worked out for his experience. It was it was a good move. You know what? I love your passion as you're talking about your happiness about the <laughs> Canyon. And it's funny because I was watching um, I was watching videos, you know, what I mean, as I'm looking as I'm researching your son mm-hmm. and you just said uh, um, that one day there's going to be a movie. And I laugh because he did say that he loves filming and he wants to become a filmmaker so i'm looking out in a couple yes. of years for yes. the brandon boston jr story and i know it's probably going to start from the beginning but i know when you get to the sierra canyon part yes. i can only imagine what's going to happen so just so you know we're all looking out for that new oh, movie, okay? yes. <laughs> yes absolutely he's he's on it look he's on yeah. it <laughs> yeah so Brandon's talent landed him invitations to the both the McDonald's All-American mm-hmm. and Jordan Brand Classic. What was that moment like for you as a family to receive these invitations, knowing that they're only given to the top high school basketball athletes? So it was surreal. It was unreal. BJ um, in high school, and I forget which, I don't know if it was his coach or a class teacher, but he had to write down um, some goals like over the next five years or something and um, I'll tell you Mr. Basketball Georgia was one and then um, the McDonald's All-American and then a George so those to see those things that he wrote back in ninth tenth grade now come you know to pass and he can check those off like for him, it was like unreal. For us, it was just like, you you did it. This is another goal. You set your goal and you reached that milestone. Um, so it was just, it was unbelievable. It was unbelievable. Tell me now about his college recruitment and how Kentucky became the final decision. Oh gosh, so the recruitment was crazy. <laughs> 
any parent that went through it, you know, your head's mm-hmm. like, what? Like, so we, you know, you go on the visits and of course everybody brings their A game and, you know, it's fun talking to all the coaches. Um, as a ball player growing up, like just, you want to be recruited by those top schools. Like that's what you, you know, when you get those invitations and get those looks, you're like, okay, Duke recruited me, like Kentucky, like those are big name schools. So his top two, you know, list boiled down to between Kentucky and Duke and both, both visits were great visits, great visits. Um, I think the final, um, kind of locked down with Kentucky when BJ did his visit um, and we've met with KP who's no longer there one of the assistant coaches that was there um, he really made an impact on our family and the way he he kind of came and recruited a little different you know his focus was different he understood his goals he understood Brandon's dreams he understood where he was trying to to go and he didn't try to dampen that you know he didn't try to say well you know, that's a big dream or, well, let's focus on this first or, you know, put that on the back burner. They didn't do that there. And I think that was a plus for him because they still knew what his goals were and they still nurtured that, even though, you know, they had an agenda for college and this is where you're at now and where you need to focus now. They still knew where he wanted to be and supported that. So I think that was the last that was just kind of like, okay, let's do this. Let's do this blue blood. So, yeah, I know it's good to find a school where you feel that they're on the same page as you, um, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? As a parent, um, education wise, and then with the athlete. So they're saying, okay, listen, we're going to help you with your son. Right. You know what I mean? With, you know what I mean? Helping him graduate. Yes. Um, yes. Whether it be right away or whether it be eventually. And then on the other side, you know what I mean? Well, we know that your son's dream is to get to the league and we're going to do what we can to help him. To get help. There. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So tell me, what were those games like for you amongst the hype of the Wildcat fans as you hear them cheering on your baby, just like you? So, well, everybody knows right before the season, wonderful COVID pops up. Mm. So COVID comes into play and what is normal, what we thought how the season was Mm -hmm. go is no longer that. So everybody kind of felt that that way that probably hit hardest because, you know, when you we went to one of the um, one of the games during his recruitment and just the energy and the fans and the love and the support the players got to feel our boys really didn't feel that because of the COVID and restrictions and some of the, you know, the um, uh, restrictions on how many people can come and Uh, fans and stuff like that so it wasn't your normal Kentucky experience um but you know we we pushed on we got through it um Kentucky fans are like no other (laughs) they are unmatched okay (laughs) when they love you they love you when they hate you they hate you (laughs) um and just everything mixed together everybody knows Kentucky's year didn't go as planned you know it's really tough when you come in and your expectations are through the rules and then you don't you know perform or you don't have the right the season that you planned on nobody planned on you know how the season went nobody planned on covid um nobody knew bj had injury and he had surgery on his hand and kind of got out his cast a week before the first game so it was a whole bunch of things that factored in that nobody knew so despite the way the season went um he's very grateful of that experience you know what I mean because that helped kind of add to what um is in his bag today and what forms him you know into his mental toughness and where he's at today so yes so people usually think that stardom for our boys begins when they reach the NBA but Mm -hmm. I believe it can begin when they play NCAA as they're on TV. They're doing interviews with top sports networks. They're in magazines. They have cameras that follow them around. (laughs) They develop a huge fan base and become huge on social media and so much more. So how do you as mom help 
your child balance between being a star, but also being a good student? Um, I think I've always, you know, told him to remain humble and, you know, just think, be thankful for where you are, but never think you're above anything or anyone. Like you're never, no, nobody's above that. Um, he's always had a good head on his shoulders, which I appreciate that. And I think because of how crazy AAU was and just um, Sierra Canyon, he was already used to the cameras and the lights and the interviews and um, kind of knowing what to say and how to conduct itself. So I was proud of him. Um, but yeah, the Kentucky, you know, the fo- from the photo shoots to the media, um, it was really crazy. But, you know, he's always handled himself well and with poise and just remain humble. And that's all I just, you know, instill in him and, and keep telling him just, you know, stay focused and humble. And, you know, you're just never above any anyone else. So keeping mm-hmm. him grounded pretty much. Yes, absolutely. I'm keeping him humble. So talk about his regiment with his early morning workouts to strengthen, oh develop gosh. his body, <laughs> as well as his work ethic to be a better player. So, and that's what people think we're crazy. So, <laughs> you know, him and my husband, well, it's a, it's a team effort because I'm up at 5 a.m. Trying to make sure he has something to eat before he runs out the door. So they would be at the gym 5 36 a.m. before school. He'd go to school, work out, you know, with his team during school, after school, he'd work out some more and then do a little bit more, you know, shooting and stuff in the evening. So he was working out three to four days daily. Like that's his regimen. And, you know, my husband was proud when it got to a point where he was waking him up, like, Dad, I'm ready to go. Like, we got to go. Yeah. So he was like, okay, all right, no, I'm with you. So we all, you know, just made it work and and sacrifice and got him where he needed to go all the yeah. times of the day. <laughs> <laughs> I love that everybody in your in your home had a role in Brandon um and and moving him forward and pushing him to his goal. Yes. So how did mom contribute to to his success? Like what was your role? So when my husband decided to that he was really serious and we wanted to really focus on we had a serious conversation and um, we decided you know together as a couple that my husband you know would quit his job and focus solely on getting BJ where he needs to go stay in you know stay protecting him and just helping him develop that so you know mom kind of held it down you know I was working held the house down we kind of made that choice to do so um, to support each other and so he can focus there Um, so there was times I was at games and scrubs and on call and I would have to leave go see a patient come back to the game so I kind of you know just supported any way I could that way and Mm -hmm. whenever I could be team mom I help out there so any way I can um, just help out and be that backbone to support them so he can do what he needs to do. To get that is there. absolutely beautiful. And I don't think mm-hmm. a lot of people know the work it takes for us as parents. <laughs> right. You know they what I mean? They and, do not understand. <laughs> yeah. And like you said, it, it can be a full-time job. Yep. You know what I mean? So it, your family's blessed that you're able to take that option and say, you know what? I'm mm-hmm. going to do this you're going to do this because mm. we have the vision. I mean, you already moved out there. Right. <laughs> so like, why okay. stop now? That's it. That's <laughs> it. That to me, is just awesome because everybody was on board. Like this wasn't yeah. just a one person decision. This is a family. Right. Decision. Family. So yes. Yeah. It's all about the Boston's. Right. So- <laughs> yes. Everything. Everything's always been a family decision. And even now with him moved into like into the NBA my daughter, his sister, you know, helps him. His uncle helps cook for him. Like I still do, you know, everything in the background that he needs. So we're still yes. a close knit family that kind of still works as a unit. I hope Maybe everything. you guys should have some sort of series. <laughs> <laughs> Mm. yeah i know I'm like, you never know you never know yeah, yeah. right 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 <laughs> we'll have to talk about that off camera okay, okay. yeah okay. yeah okay. yeah, yeah. boston's in title league we'll have to talk all about that all right so <laughs> so talk about the decision to declare for the draft he was projected top five but then he slipped 
So mm. what made him continue to still push forward and take his chance with the draft instead of staying in Kentucky for another year or two? So, of course, everybody, you know, in media, all the fans, like everybody mm-hmm. seen, like it was unreal. Like we were like, um, I think he had a media guy that called and was like, we never seen anybody go from the top five, you know, and then you're way mm-hmm. down here just from, you know, a season of so much stuff that happened like but BJ you know he never wavered he did not for once um, doubt his skills and what his focus was he never let go of his goal and you know even with all the setbacks he was like no mom like I still have you know I'm still Brandon Boston Jr. I'm still the player like this is I haven't lost my powers like we were making jokes like oh this is like um the show and you lost your powers like your powers <laughs> gone but no he was like I'm still the same person like I'm still working towards my goal and I still want to do this so we were like okay like we were all in with them so all we did was just support them you had people that definitely was like you're making a wrong decision mm-hmm. you know this is the wrong choice like why are y'all letting him do this da, da, da. but you know nobody could walk in your shoes and if that's, that's right what you um, set out to do and that's the goal, then we're going to support it. So he worked his butt off. He did. I love how you stayed faithful Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. that. Irregardless, it seems like you've never wavered. You stayed on course. Like, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? You guys had this plan and you never said, okay, well, hold on. We did 10 points. Now we're going to go to 10 point B just in case. No, you're like, I'm going. This is it. We're going. Yeah, we're in it. We're in it. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So let's fast forward to draft night. Oh my God. Tell us about that night from start to finish. Where were you? Who was with you? Just draft night is still like a dream. Like it (laughs) feels like a blur. Like that happened. (laughs) Um, It was, so we were already planning and it started out, well, we'll just invite a few family members and friends couple five ten people well I think 30 plus was at my house (laughs) it was unreal um we had family that flew in they came to support them just to see like it was it was nothing but just love and support that whole night um that experience is one that we would never forget it was a roller coaster of emotions. It was just like, just thinking back, you know, almost brings tears to my eyes because it was just such a surreal moment. And um, just knowing all the emotions that he went through, that we went through, that, you know, we're trying to keep him together. I'm trying to keep my husband together. Like we're all, I'm trying to, you know, entertain everybody else in the house. So it was just, uh, it was just an amazing experience. Um, I just, I just can't say enough. It was, it was really nice night. Yeah. Yeah. It's for draft night. You never know. So you can get your answer in five minutes or in five hours. So, and that's how we were like, um, so clutch the folks at clutch, they were telling us like, Oh, like, you know, have dinner, you know, have the music, don't focus on the TV. Like we had it on and, you know, um, I could definitely say, you know, rich was very, um, stern with BJ about you know it doesn't matter where you go you could go fifth or you go 50 like it doesn't matter as long as you're in the right situation and the right fit so we just held on to that just knowing that um, as the night progressed and we got to round two and then you know the 30s went past okay we're like all right we hit 40 mid 40s we were like okay so at this point, you know, the mood, I can't say the mood did change. It changed to one of like, okay, you know, plan B, like what, what happens, you know, what if you don't get drafted, what happens then? Like, how do we support that? So we were prepared, I know as parents, um, to, to be that support for BJ um, before he got I think we were around 48-ish, 49-ish. We start having that conversation. We started talking with, you know, his agent with Ridge and the team and like, okay, what is this going to look like? Um, and of course, nobody wants to say, 
okay, my name might not get called and I may have to go this route or, you know, the whole family's here and supporting me and my name may not get called. Like nobody wants to, nobody's chat, nobody wants to do that. And nobody as a parent, you know, you don't want your child to, to go through that. But we were prepared. We were prepared. We were talking about it. We discussed it. We had a whole family discussion, um, just getting ready for the, the plan B. So while we're doing all that, it was like a matter of happy, sad, concerned, like excited, like all in a matter of like five, three to five minutes. So we're having this discussion, intense discussion. We're talking about this is going to happen. Okay. You know, your name don't get called. That's all right. You know, you worked hard. You're used to adversity. This is nothing new. Like, you know what I mean? So I'm, I'm pumping him up, like getting him ready. And then like, I think, um, somebody from clutch came over and he was like, oh, they're getting ready to call your name. And I think it was, um, everything happened so quick. I think Mm -hmm. the Pelicans maybe picked them up first and then Timberwolves about to trade. So we're outside, like the family's outside because we were having our heated discussion. And then the, we hear everybody in in house like, yay. And we're like, what? So we're looking like what's going on. It was crazy. And then they were like, oh, the um, Clippers picked you up so (laughs) at that point I was like so it was just it was such a roller coaster but when I tell you (laughs) everything worked out you got to stay in your city you got to stay with your Mm -hmm. training your you know your coaches your trainers everything you need to your families here like it it worked out you know divine time it was meant I told him I said what was meant for you is for you what was meant to be happened and that's what I always tell him I tell him that all the time nothing happens to you it happens for you that's right flow like the river you just got to go with the flow and it and it all works out it worked out in his favor so no matter what number he went you know what I mean it it did good It, it was a great experience so and that was my home. night. Like, that was <laughs> and not night. only that, he's home, right? He's I mean, <laughs> I believe he went 51st. He was called uh-huh. to the Grizzlies, but then traded to the Pelicans. Yes, and yes. The yes. Hornets were there. I don't know. And then, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, he's with the Clippers. You're a Clipper. Like, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Even better. But I mean, you live in LA. So were you already a Clippers fan? We were. So we were, hey, we were happy. We were going Clippers, yeah. whoever's in LA, like whoever's this side of the fence, we were okay with, um, yeah. you know, we joined the Clippers family. So we're happy about that. But it it just, it was such a surreal feeling. Um, he's home, like he's, he's with, you know, and he's still surrounded by family. So while going through this yeah. process, did you ever think that he would play for your, one of your home teams? No, we were like, <laughs> okay, we were thinking like, where are you going to end up? Are you going to end up yeah. somewhere crazy? Is it going to be yeah. cold? Are you going, to, you know, <laughs> just where are we going to have to travel to? So we were, yeah. uh, but we were ready. He did not care though. He was yeah. like, as long as I get in, like, I will make the best out of whatever situation, wherever I'm at. Like, that's Amen. all that mattered to him. So. He's like, mom, I can end up on the Chicago Bulls where it's freezing <laughs> and just buy my first, first ever winter jacket. I don't care. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chicago's cold. <laughs> He's like, I don't care. Like, whoever calls my name, like, that's good. That's but... He's like, peace out. So, uh-huh. <laughs> so Brandon played in the summer league um, earlier this year in Vegas. So were you there? I was. I was. Vegas. And it was so funny watching mm-hmm. them play in Vegas. It felt like upgraded AAU game a little bit it was like this is still not real like it just it felt like he was still like I'm still watching my baby play in AAU like it was it still didn't sink in it didn't click I think click click we're like okay like so once he got in that first like season not even a preseason the preseason even was oh we were like okay but that first you know main season game last week we were like this is it like he is like I'm watching my son 
yeah. playing the NBA. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so how do you prepare for that moment? Because you're finally there witnessing your son in his Clippers uniform and <laughs> you see him there, you know what I mean? At the beginning of the game where they're shooting around and they're sitting at the, sitting on the bench after waiting for the game to, to begin. Like, what do you, you do? Like, what did you do as mom? I think I just took a deep breath and I said, thank you, Lord. Like, I just was looking like, mm -hmm. you know, he could be so many other places. Like, there could be mm -hmm. so many other scenarios that could have happened yeah. here. Like, it it just could have been so many, you know, there's so many trials and, you know, so many things that bumps along the road yeah. that happen. And, you know, he's he's here. He another goal checked off his list. Like, this ain't it, but this is another goal checked off. So it's just, it's amazing. It's an amazing feeling as a parent, as a mom. You know, you just, you want your kids to achieve, you know, what they set out to do. You want them to achieve their goals and their dreams. So when they're living out their dreams, I'm sorry, when they're um, living out their dreams, it's just, it's an amazing feeling. Oh, for sure. Mm -hmm. Speaking of parents, have you had the pleasure of meeting any of the Clippers' parents yet? Or the families? So, T-Man's mom, yes, I've met her um, so far. Yes, she <laughs> is wonderful. She was like, I'll take you under my wing and mm -hmm. whatever you need. So she just welcomed me with open arms and I was yes. very happy. Um to meet her so I haven't met none of the um I met some of the like wives we did a little dinner so I met some of the like coaches yeah. wives and front office staff but definitely Terrence's mom she kind of it kind of introduced herself and been that person if I need anything or any questions that is so Dania shout out to Dania LaForce <laughs> yeah. yes yeah yeah that's a, she's a sweetheart so I'm yes, glad that is. you met her because she's that personality that will tell you whatever you need let me yes tell you. so which brings me to my next question um raising pro athletes come with many blessings and challenges so mm -hmm. as a new NBA mom what is something that you would like advice on um, me, like, just how to, like, how do you have that, when, or when do you see your boys have that separation? Like, they're always your babies. Like, you know what I mean? They're always your babies. But, you know, you have to take that step back and then allow them to continue to become young men and, and men and just trying to separate that and step, step back and let him blossom into the young man he is so yes well yeah for me and my advice mm -hmm. I can say it never <laughs> <laughs> so as a mom okay, you look, never okay. want to right yeah. you never want to but should you yeah yeah because they have to learn to go into their own but your question was when do you well as a mom never so and you could ask dania that too i'm curious to see what she's gonna say uh -huh. so. she's probably the same yes so mm -hmm. i would guess that's yes. her answer as well yes 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 yeah. so now i want to talk to you about faith and just about brandon's upbringing from what i see Mm -hmm. He has openly said that Jeremiah 29 11 mm -hmm. is a meaningful scripture to you. Seems as though your son has a strong uh, Christian faith. As parents, mm -hmm. we teach our kids what we can't and we walk away just hoping that they adopt it mm -hmm. for themselves, mm -hmm. right? Was there an experience or testimony as to why he tattooed that particular scripture on his arm? And he was so um, young when he did it. He was, he was, I know just for, I come from a Christian family mm -hmm. and then, um, you know, my husband's dad and um, my husband's mom, they were, you know, faithful people in their Christian family. So we kind of are surrounded with that. And then my son kind of knows, like me and my husband, we're from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania and you know he knows the areas we're from aren't the best and you know we moved from there to Georgia so they can have a better opportunity and a better life so he just you know seen what we grew up with and you know what we went through then and I've always he's always asked me like mom how are you so positive like how do you 
keep such an upbeat. You're always just pleasant. Like you're always humming. You're just always happy. You're a happy-go-lucky person. And I always tell them like Jeremiah 29, 11, like that's what I just held on to growing up. Just as I went through um, nursing school and got my degree and trying to support for you guys, like just trying to build our family up. I know what I stood on. So I think him seeing that and, you know, seeing how hard I worked and how, you know, I never let my faith waver, no matter what, you know, what was going on or what was thrown my way. He kind of was like, okay, you know, I'm gonna stand on that rock with my mom. Like, so, cause she's my rock. Like, so I was like, oh, that was nice. So when he was like, can I get my first tattoo? And at first I was like, um, I don't know. So then he was like, this is what I want to get. So I was like, oh, that's so sweet. So I, can't, I gave in. I was like, yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah. Yes. So, but at the same time, you know, I never, you know, forced anything on him or my kids. I want them to kind of develop, you know, into their own beliefs and their own people. Right. Um, but they still hold on to what we've taught them. So I'm, I'm happy for that. And definitely blessed and I think that's got him through a lot of things that he he went through so much in a short period just a year leading up to the draft and I think that's what really helped him get through a lot of stuff do you feel that scripture was his inspiration to get him to where he is now um I do I think he you know that plays in the back of his mm -hmm. head and he just holds on to that and that's the foundation he kind of just builds on that you know I have a life for you. I know the plans I have for your life. So, yeah. you know, he focused on that. That's what I, you know, no matter what's on my way, you know, I have plans for a bigger, you know, better thing. So, yeah. Yeah. It's funny because uh, I was speaking to my fiance and I mentioned it to him mm -hmm. and I said this, I said this, he was 16 when he got mm -hmm. this Jeremiah 29, 11 tattooed under his arm. So we were, we were reading it together because we read, a lot of scriptures together and mm -hmm. he said there's got to be a testimony behind that be, you, gotta, you, you gotta ask you know what I mean like that particular scripture mm -hmm. so this is why I was compelled to ask you I said there was something in there because he was 16 like I said he could have gotten yeah. a tattoo of I don't know a shark a snake a skull right he shows a scripture, a scripture at 16 so there was some meaning <laughs> to it you know what I mean and it's so funny you said one well, you said 16 he had a brief moment I think it was between we were just talking about this between um he may have been 16 16 17 but he was having just everything was like he was frustrated with you know his progress just frustrated with what was going on in his basketball life um him and my husband had like this big argument for the first time and he was like I quit like that was the first time he was like I quit I'm not doing this like I quit basketball like I give up I don't want to do this and we were like what are you crazy like but I remember we had a conversation and he probably think he got the tattoo right after that so that may have been um, I never, I never thought about that until you just said that, but yes, that was a big, that was a, a turning point that he was like, okay, let me reel it back in. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm -hmm. But it's funny you said that for me, my son got his first tattoo and I had to laugh because I was like, you're not getting a tattoo. I don't care what you say, blah, blah, blah. blah. <laughs> and he was getting the tattoo. And then while he was getting it, he called me and he's like, oh, am I allowed to get a tattoo? No. He says, but it's your name. Ah! Okay, enjoy it. Yes. <laughs> I think they just do it on purpose. They're like, okay, yeah. mom's gonna let me. This is gonna be it. Uh, this is how I'll get her, right? Yeah, but you know what? He's 29 today. And <laughs> just this morning, what I see him, because I'm I'm actually in Toronto now watching mm -hmm. Raptors games. And I saw him this morning. He came out the room and I always look at the tattoo and I always just laugh. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm the first one. So, <laughs> so. First tattoo had meaning related to mom. Like it's That's mom. It. Uh -huh. That's it. That's it. Yeah. I'll have to teach him and say, Cam, you got to get some scriptures up in there. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so although this is a new um, life for everybody and your son is mm -hmm. finally playing in the NBA, what expectations do you have for him? Um, I think for me, I just expect him to, you know, still never forget who you are, never forget where you came from. 
um, always work and outwork and keep working. Like keep your same work mm-hmm. work ethic. Never get comfortable. Yes. Um, and I think he knows that. And and the way his path was, he always he knows he just got to keep working. He just knows he still have he made it, but he still got a lot to work a work to do. And he knows that. Um, but his work 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 ethic is unmatched. So, like that's what he does. He lives, breathes. For the gym, I think um, his uh, one of his trainers was like, "Do you ever just be a kid? You don't play video games." Like his day is off, he's in the gym shooting around. He's like, "Why are you here? Like, go sit down somewhere." And he's like, "No, no days off. Like one percent every day. That's what he says. One percent every day." Um, so yeah, that's that that's what he loves to do. I love that mentality. He knows what he wants and where he's trying to go. Where he's where trying he to wants act. to go. Amen. Absolutely. So yeah. before we get into the fun facts, I just want to know what is it like so far for you to be the courtside mom to Brandon Boston Jr.? Oh, it's just it's it's fabulous. It's unreal. Like I just I have a good time. I, I enjoy, you know, the atmosphere of the game. It's just it just warms my heart just seeing him out there just in that uniform and just knowing like that's my baby like we did that we did that (laughs) that's right take your credit mom Uh he did that (laughs) like so it's just you know it's just a humbling just warms my heart and I'm just excited for him Oh, I wish you guys all the luck. Um, I Thank really you. do. It's it's Thank and especially you. it's new, right? Well, new it, it, on this level. Level, right. Not new to basketball, right. but now <laughs> right, you know what I mean right. you as a mom, you're watching your 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 son just move up and up and up. You know what I mean? Right. So first of all, congratulations to you in your journey and what you did Thank for your family you. and moving your son to where he wanted to be. It wasn't it, well, I mean, saying it's your dream, but it's more his dream. His dream, yeah. Like, you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? You could have still been in Georgia. Doesn't mean that he wouldn't have been playing somewhere else. Right. But there was a reason why your steps were ordered and put Absolutely. where you are now. So, mm-hmm. so congratulations to you, sis. Yes, thank you. Anytime. So now we're going to do some fun facts. Okay. <laughs> what is Brandon's go-to dish that you make that he must always have? <laughs> Chicken and dumplings, that's my <laughs> favorite, all-time favorite. <laughs> Doesn't matter, winter, summer, spring, <laughs> favorite dish. Awesome. Other than a basketball, mm-hmm. what is one childhood item he couldn't live without? Um, the little miniature, the race cars. When he was little, every store we went in, it didn't matter. The grocery store used to sell, like they used to hang up on the little mm-hmm. owls. He had to get a car every time he went into the store. So he had a nice little matchbook car um, collection. So race cars was his, his thing. That's awesome. He used to say he wanted to design cars. It was funny when he was little. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Car designer, <laughs> filmmaker. Filmmaker. All right. We'll see. We'll see. He's, he's still young. <laughs> so does did he have a nickname? And if so, what was it? So it? you heard me call him BJ. So BJ yeah. is his, his <laughs> nickname or B Jizzle. My husband got a little B Jizzle. So BJ and B Jizzle is his nickname. I love mm-hmm. that. <laughs> <laughs> so what advice would you give to another courtside mom about how to deal with a coaching decision that she does not agree with? Um, I would just say remain cool, calm and collective. Just know, you know, what's meant for your child is for your child and can nobody stop that so what's meant for his path is for his path and just block out the outside noise and just know that you know his orders or his steps are ordered absolutely now what advice would you give to a player on how to deal with a tough teammate um I would just say you know just you got to have that mental toughness. You know, you're not going to like everybody all the time. And it's okay if you're not somebody's cup of tea. It's okay. Because yeah. that's that happens. And that's just life. So yeah. just make the best of it and try to be the best teammate you can be. Love it. And my last question to you mm-hmm. is, if you could only give one piece of advice now to another courtside mom, what would it be? I would say... Um, 
never waver. Like stick to your stick to your guns. If you're following a dream, like don't let nobody take that away from you and tell you you need to go left when you're you're going right. So just keep following your path. Mm-hmm. I love that. You know, in my opinion, I know your child wants to do a film. I think Alyssa Boston needs to write a book. <laughs> that, that has been in my thoughts. Uh-huh. So you may see that coming later on there down the line. Go. There you mm-hmm. go. You need yes. to get your testimony on paper from, <laughs> you know what I mean? From where from you started. start to finish. Amen. Because you know yes. what? Your journey is an amazing journey. It may not work for everybody. Right. But you just explaining and being that resource and like a consultant and you're telling people, this mm-hmm. is what we, we did. did. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And this is how it could help you. Yes, yes. So that is Hey, so look at look, look out. Look out. <laughs> Once yeah, yeah, like I said, but we're all here for you, you know. Yeah. <laughs> You know what? I'm all about supporting the moms. You yes. write this book, you do this film, we're good. Like, you know what I mean? I'm, uh-huh. I love to read, read, read. Like, we have a couple of moms, NBA moms, that have written books. And for mm-hmm. me, it's like, I just love to buy them and just read them and then understand their journey. Their journey. You know yeah. what I mean? Because we do the interviews and stuff. But I mean, of course, when you do the interviews, there's a lot of things that you just don't get to, to touch the surface of because right. then we'll be here for nine hours. But so I read the book and I'm like, huh. Okay, I wish, <laughs> I wish I knew this or whatever. And then when I talk mm-hmm. to another mom and or dad and they talk about advice, well, now I have something more to add to my to, knowledge. Yes, yes. So for me, it's like, wow, I would love to to hear more of the Boston family <laughs> <laughs> story. So, yes. But with that said, Thank you. Thank you so much, Alyssa. Thank you, you Wendy, for having me. I appreciate you. Thank you so much.